Wanna, wanna, wanna hear from you What's your perspective, Bruce? More than just a coffee break, more than the local news We be in the podcast and no stones Only hear to speak our truth from the heart to the dome We on our journey, burning, questions asked Hand in hand, digging in into the present and past Connecting, ain't no intercepting Just here looking for answers to these questions Y'all, gotta go with me Hello, hello, hello. It has been a minute. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Um, your girl's been busy. Okay. So um, if you missed me, thanks. Um, but it's actually a good thing when I'm not making too many episodes because that means I have other shit going on. So um, <clears throat> that said, I wanted to jumpstart season three of Y'all Gotta Go With Me. Uh, with a little recap, um, I painstakingly went through last season's interviews, which were quite a quite a few. I had a quite a few a few bit of interviews there, which I'm very proud of. Um, I have some really dope friends and acquaintances and colleagues and peers, um, super super dope people, and they had some you know we had some really great conversations. Um, and so what I did was I, I made a little snippet, a little recap for you guys to jumpstart season three and um, be prepared for, um, you know, not only, of course, my thoughts that I be thinking um, and, of course, some some woo-woos. You always got to have some woo-woos going on. Um, perspectives, you know, on those things, crystals and oils. Um, <clears throat> but I do plan on having a few more um, interviews with some some more dope people, maybe some super dope people, um, you know, actors and people who have been doing actually some amazing things, despite there being a, a whole panoramic going on in this world. Um, they somehow have actually been able to do more than they've ever done before. And it's been very exciting to see them living their best life. So um, fingers crossed that I can get get. 20 quick minutes with these folks um and you know just see what they've been up to get their see what's in their minds and things like that but I hope that you enjoy this recap um and I at the end of this episode I will also um basically I, I took three questions and if you if you follow the podcast you know that I answer I ask everyone these three questions at the end of the interview and I took my favorite answers um, and a couple of other little like favorite moments from from season two, and I uh, asked them these questions, and I got some really great answers. And so I might even gift you with my own answers to these questions because I realized I never really thought about them myself. So uh, enjoy the recap and stay till the end to hear my answers to these questions as well. All right, y'all. Peace. I'm first. Come on, first. 
for my list for my listeners. Hold on, where they at? Two people are in the waiting room. Hold on, where y'all at? Okay, admit and admit. <laughs> for my listeners, we had a little hiccup in the recording. <laughs> I, I was first. Oh, Tommy was first, y'all. He got it. I was first. I was last. <laughs> <laughs> my right. bad, y'all. My bad. Okay. Typing as fast as he could. I was like, get me in. Get me in. Get me in. Get me in. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then I, I get on Instagram. Y'all over here, eight messages in the Instagram. I'm like, these heifers. <laughs> oh, oh, Look, Zoom said you got 40 minutes, boo. 40 minutes is up. Um, oh, you got. Ooh, okay, Tommy, please continue where you left off if you can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think right now I'm more interested in seeing support, feeling, re- feeling. Yes, feeling. the support. You know, feeling supported. Yes. Yeah, yeah, being seen, yes. and I'm also I'm also trying to like evaluate that for myself. You know, I teach a choreography class this semester, and I'm like, you know, you need to show them more voices. You need to show them more type of repertoire that you used to dance in Philadelphia. Not everything has to be catering into this um this idea of, and I think you know right. we're getting. You know, we're getting stuck inside of that as dance. And I don't mm. think that's, like, even the reasons why we're all hired to do what we're doing. We're supposed to bring forth new knowledge and new ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. is that. But then also, last but not least, you know, I'm trying to be unapologetic, you know? Yeah. yeah. With yeah. what I'm presenting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think, I think yeah. what's unique about, like, for you, Mark, like you said, you grew up around black folks. So I would imagine that, like, is is it almost hard for you to understand like where is all this hate coming from? Cause like you were this is how you, you grew oh, up yeah. around this. Around yeah, us. it's it's frustrating. It's like it's some it's not on my radar. Right. You know what I mean? Like that on um, that understanding of that hatred is I don't I that doesn't read to me. So yeah, right. it's really frustrating. Um you know, I'll never know how it really really feels to yeah. be a black person like ever you know what i mean but mm. i i can empathize mm. uh you know yeah to an extreme yeah. power just because i've I've been around y'all my whole life you mm. know what i mean so it's like that's all i know really yeah um mm-hmm. yeah man yeah. um okay so let's lighten it up a little bit um i have three sort of like kind of philosophical questions because I think weird thoughts and I have weird questions in my mind a lot of the time. Um, so uh, you all can chime in with these. The first question is, how are you like your mama? Who wants to chime in first? <laughs> Ooh, wow. Don't all jump in at once. Jesus. Tommy, you came in the meeting first. <laughs> Come on first. I'm loud like my mama. Mm. And it's so funny when I go home, I'm like, girl, why are you so loud? And then I come home and I'm like, 
I'm loud and I act a fool. Like my my mama will go to a party and just like act a plum fool with people. Mm. So I think those are my two. Okay. My two characteristics. That's not bad. <laughs> Next. Um, I think. Um, I think I'm resilient, like my mom, mm. and I think I just, I just have to dance like my mom. Mm. Like my yeah. mom is in a dance group at seventy four. Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> in this group called Idelieba, um, mm. and so Absolutely. they formed it in a senior center. And like she travels more than me, does. She in Leopardstown with Ballastic. So like Ballastic invites them to do like the senior part of the thing, like where the elves just come in. And I mean, she's in a whole a whole thing, but she's always been the person at the party that just got to dance and got a groove and move. Mm. So I just get it honestly. Where I just cannot, I cannot not move. Mm. You know, when I hear a song, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just yeah, feel it in my bones, and I feel like I'll be like her. I'll be like 80 years old, like absolutely. Well, let, me just, let me just do a little something. Yeah, and then resilient, yeah. just resilient in that. Like I'm just like my mom. She, you know, she worked. She was one of the only black um, managers at Delta. She did uh, mm. computer technology, and so she was the manager at one of the main offices, and. She caught a lot of flack by being there. You know, people yeah. thinking like, oh, she wasn't smart enough because she was the only woman that was there and she was yeah. the only black woman at that. And so dealing with that and then, you know, once my my father and her split, just having to make sure like, okay, there you going here. My brother's going here. Okay, yeah. then they were running the theater company. So, you know what I mean? She, We would be at the theater at night. Then it was like, all right, do your homework in the car. All right, let me grab yes. some food on the way. And I just look at myself and I'm like, that's, that's me. I'm all over the place. I'm like, uh, come on, we gotta go because the mom gotta go to work. I just grab you something to eat in the car. Okay, when you get there, do your homework. You know what I mean? It's just like, it even. Ooh, child. It's like this. But mm. I think I thrive and I think she thrives in, in those moments. Like, I yeah. thrive when it's like, it's do or die. Yeah. When I have all this time and I, I'm not as I'm not as great or I'm just yeah. like pushing yeah. it. But when I'm like, oh my God, I only got ten days, I gotta write two papers, I gotta create three dances, I gotta get everybody to soccer dance and gymnastics right. and make food, you know what I mean? Then I'm like, Ugh. in the moment it's such a, a Virgo. Mess. But at the end I'm like, ha, I did yeah. it, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just we are the same way. She was the same way. Yes. <laughs> let's see yeah i mean for me yeah i would say i'm resourceful like my mom like okay. whenever there's an Ooh. issue or if we don't have something or there might be a moment of like oh my gosh like what are we gonna do but i always like find a way to like make something work and i definitely get that from my mom mm. um what else yeah i think my like also just like desire to like I don't want to say help people, but just, like, support people and, like, do things for people, I guess. Yeah. I, I really love doing that. I love, like, you know, even the smallest thing is, like, helping somebody pick up a box to, like, you know, I don't know, something way bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy doing that, and my mom is like that. She's, like, overly, like, helpful. Like, mm. she wants to do everything for everybody, and I get that from her, which is, like, a blessing and a curse. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I love that about you. I yeah. love it. Okay, that was dope, 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 dope. 
Okay, two more, two more. Um, the next question, the word, or not so much the word, but more so the thought or the concept of should, take it or leave it. However you interpret that, answer it. <laughs> um, I feel like it's a duty. It's almost like a must. I mean, like you kind of said, you can take it or leave it. Like, I should, I should do this, but behind that is the dutiness that it, it, it should be coming from you and that it should happen. Right, you know what I mean? and, and, right, it doesn't. And it's honestly like, are you going to listen to that voice too? I feel like it's almost a, a should could be that inner voice. Mm. Should can also be a going joke. Okay, expound mm. on that. Expound. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I always say that I should keep dancing, and everybody's like, yes, you should. Right. And like, as I say it, I'm like, child, I ain't doing that no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. you have to. But that's what I mean, though. But, like, it's your you duty. Do. And maybe it's not physically dancing on a stage. Or maybe it's, you right. know what I mean? But you're dancing. Even when you're teaching, you're dancing. Yes. You're like, yeah! Your arms and is no, dancing. That, your voice you is to, dancing. Like, but you know. The, you have to so, have that for you to be I mean, you. That, that's going to always happen. But I'm talking about as a physical practice. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like for the last five years, like, there are just things that I watch people do that like, I'm like, I have video footage of me doing that, but I have no right. idea how I made that happen. <laughs> right, right, right. Same, right. honey. <laughs> <laughs> I think <it>. Right. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like, I keep saying, like, you know, give yourself six months and, like, just really, like, get, just start doing it. And then you will see and then it will come back. It's going to pop back into place. And I'm like, listen. Some things have happened. So when you hear should, when you hear should, Tommy, like what, what do you feel when people say you should keep dancing? Like what? I I feel feel like lately, I feel like honored and like wow, like people really enjoy watching me dance. You know, it's a it's a bit it's a bit reflective, but also it's a bit like nostalgic. And I'm yeah. kind of like, well, what is what is the need now? Mm. Like, so you don't you feel know, a pressure to do year. it. Yeah, I don't feel pressure, and I don't want to feel that pressure. Right. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I tried, you know, but yet I need to some kind of way find that regimen. Mm. So I'm kind of I'm trying to like negotiate that. Like, what's the regimen of it? But yet, what's yeah. how does it not feel pressure? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thought. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Any yeah. thoughts from you, Mark, on that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just listening to those responses, I mean, should, to me, just, yeah, sounds like, it definitely sounds like it's coming from a place of pressure, but I think it just depends on, like, what the source of that is. Like, mm. should you do something? Like, yeah, if if you want, if that's your desire, or I feel like if it's going to benefit you or a greater purpose or yeah. a community or maybe a person that needs it, absolutely, the should can be, like, a beautiful thing. But, yeah, when mm. it comes from a place of, like, pressure or, like, outside, um, like, conditioning or even, like, somebody putting, like, their idea right. in front of you onto yeah. you. Mm. Because, yeah. like, like, Tommy said, like, it's one thing if somebody says you should dance because maybe they have an agenda for mm. your dancing mm-hmm. as opposed to 
as opposed to it being a compliment because maybe Tommy's dancing made made does feel something for so amazing, but yeah. it's also like healing for Tommy to hear that too because maybe that's his desire. So I yeah, I, I have mixed feelings yeah. on the word. If I it just matches up. Like, yeah, if it matches up, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Amen. Um, okay, second question. The word or the idea of should, take it or leave it. And you can interpret that question even how you want as well. <laughs> I would say for my personal growth, leave it. Mm. Because... If one thing motherhood and fucking COVID has mm. taught me is that there is no should. Like, you just do it or you don't. Wow. And the political climate, there is no should. You just do it or you fucking don't. Thanks. And so, I, I think right now in my personal development of 29 years mm. of age, that um, I am trying my best to no longer be in a should mentality but yeah. just doing it and let it be what it be kind of thing yeah like yeah. there ain't no such thing as consequences so mm. they're only you know things learned and regardless okay. if someone else thinks it's a mistake I don't have to because I made the choice that I had to make at that time right with the information you had right thing. yeah or didn't have or didn't have right right so I made mm. the choice and you ain't living my life. The outcome so is the outcome. And the only it. person that should be judging myself, right, would mm-hmm. be me. But since should ain't in my vocabulary, I ain't about to do no it. Judgment. I so well shit. I like that one. <laughs> since should ain't in my I like that. I, I'm adopting that for sure. Uh, the word should. Um, I think so. I remember hearing a. I don't know if it was a podcast or if I'd read it somewhere that. There is a language, and I don't want to say the wrong language, so I, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Southeast Asia, hmm. or, or like the Indian Ocean, where there's a language that doesn't have the word should or could, where there's no like direct translation for those words in their language. Um, and I was just thinking, like, imagine growing up without an idea of I should have done this or I could have done that. And like, <laughs> like, I feel like, and I don't know, I mean, maybe there's like substitute something, but I feel like I would be so much less critical of myself um, and possibly less critical of other people if I didn't like focus on what should have happened, how something should have gone, mm. um, like what this person should have done uh, or should have said in this situation. I mean, I think those words can be useful in the sense that, like, you can, they are reflective, but I also feel like maybe there's other reflective words that we mm. could use to determine how to go about something in a healthier way. Right. Because it's future focused, essentially, like, focusing on, like, I can go about this in a healthier way in the future versus I should have done that in, in the past. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of feel like the only reason why I say that should and could are useful is because I've never experienced a language without them, you know? And I kind of feel like if, like, it would be an interesting task to, like, give myself the task to not use the word should or could for a week and mm. just be like, what if I only focused on how to go about something in, a, in like, a smoother, healthier way in the future and never, like, 
what I like how I should have done something in the past. Mm. It's funny you say that. That's exactly what I've been doing is especially with should in particular. I've probably been using could more. Like instead of should, I'm like, well, you could do this. Like you have That's the option. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're not ruminating on it if you if if you say it like like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um that beautiful answer once again. And um I wanna find out what language that is because I need to adopt that language without yeah. that word in there. Crazy. I feel like okay, and like I'm probably I like I might I might be wrong, but I feel like it's either Filipino, some language in the Philippines, mm. or it's maybe Vietnamese. It's something around there. Okay. I don't remember which one exactly, but I'm sure I'm sure if you Google like language without should or something, it will yeah. come up. I'm gonna look it up because I mean the same the same thing is it's it's very interesting even like when you think of languages that have male and female pronouns or like like they'll have male masculine and feminine things attached to like just something mundane like a chair like uh, you know that's it's like that in Spanish right. a lot of the time so even that kind of concept it's very interesting how our languages reflect sort of our ideals as a culture really. I've definitely found that like. One, having studied English or continuing to study English, and then two, like, having lived in Spain, mm. Belgium, and, like, knowing people from all over the world who come from all different types of language backgrounds. Like, the even, like, my roommates, for instance, when I lived in Spain, they all studied philology. Um, a lot of my friends studied philology. They could speak, like, six different languages fluently. And the way that people's personalities change slightly when they speak different languages already shows that, like... I mean, obviously, when you make different sounds, like, there's a different cadence to your voice when you speak a different language, so that already changes your physicality a little bit. But also, And also, there are kind of stereotypes of personalities in different languages that Mm. we sometimes fall into just because we know what those stereotypes are Mm. but also like language language is built around a a necessity to describe your experience and your experience is shaped by your environment and we all grew up in very different environments even just in terms of weather in terms of what food was around us, what animals we were exposed to, mm. like how, you know, like, I don't know, like there are certain sicknesses, disease that happen in some parts of the world that aren't in other parts of the world. And just by that, there's already some like forms of human experience that will only happen in some parts of the world and not other parts of the world. And I think the way that we learn to cope and move through these experiences shapes our language and that shapes our our approach to like being Mm. um i mean now it's a little different because we live in a global society and like english and mandarin and spanish are some of the most widely spoken languages in addition to indigenous Mm -hmm. languages like so it's i i do wonder like i would be really curious to talk to a linguist and be like how have you found people's like um, expression and approach to the world, like like if they live in a Spanish speaking country, but there's like, but they each speak a different language mm. as like their native language. Mm. Like, how, what is their different approach to being? 
you know. Mm. Um, I think language is fascinating. Very, very. Um, okay. The concept or the idea of should. Take it or leave it. Get rid of it. Keep it. What do you what are what do you even think that statement is? What should yeah, go. Eliminate it from your vocabulary. Never again. No Ooh. more should. <laughs> Ooh. So like you think it's possible to have a language where it should wouldn't come up just grammatically? I mean, yeah, because what is, should is is based on a, a a obligatory judgment. Like, who's saying what should or shouldn't be anything? Mm. Yeah, according to who? Hmm. Uh-huh. According to me? According to somebody else? Like, should it's, no? Like, mm. what should be? Nothing should be. If we're relying on on shoulds, then we're not we're not existing fully in any sort of present moment. Hmm. Mm. Granted, with my analness, I put out a lot of shoulds. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I don't like shoulds directed at me. That's a Leo oh. for you. That's a Leo for you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I'm going to dish it out, but you better not throw it back. <laughs> Chill. No, but I, I definitely agree with that answer. It's it's a hard, I've, and I've had several interviews up to this point asking the same question. Oh my God. Such a variant of like answers to this, but such good answers. Um, yeah. So Kathleen, I'm, I'm curious to know your thought on it. I mean, this is, this is kind of more of a current, current like realization for me because I used to sort of live by shoulds, you know, it's like, mm. okay, well, I should. I should do this today, but like I didn't. And now I'm like beating myself up over it. And, you know, my relationship should look like this. Right. Mm. But it doesn't. So, you know, and it's like realizing. Oh. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. So, cause you were doing, you were talking some good stuff. Um, you said you used to live by shoulds, right? Uh, I really think I did. It, I, I really like what Kelly just said about connecting it to being present. Because when you are thinking in shoulds, you're always thinking about what you're not doing, what you're not, cap- what you haven't done yet, what you're not capable of doing, what you are, you know, it's like, and it's less like, okay, I want to do this. I'm going to accomplish this. That's a different thing, right? right. Those are also things being like, it's kind of, it just does feel like, it's damaging in the way that it's kind of you're beating yourself up or it, it, it implies that you um, like maybe it's something more like what society or a person wants from you or like it's, it's, it's less grounded in your in individuality and more in um, what you mm. think the world expects of you. Yeah. Than, expectation. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. So Cause it even feels it even feels more damaging than saying like, well, I could be doing A, but I'm doing B. So that feels more like a choice versus like, I should be doing A, but I'm doing B, which is kind of like, you didn't have a choice. Like I should be doing that, but something's preventing me from doing it type thing. Right. Right. Mm. Right. I should get off my ass right now, but I'm I'm sitting here. It's kind (laughs) of like, it's a, it's a thing. 
thing. It's a thing, you know, but it's like you have to kind of finding some sort of grace and like um, and, and self-acceptance in that, okay, the reason I'm sitting here right now is because my body and my spirit and all of that want that and are calling for that. And there's something that's like very, um, you know, some sort of outside force is telling me, well, I should be running right now or right. I should be cleaning my house right now. Like I need to just listen to what my body wants and sit here. Mm. So. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, last question. Um, when you leave this earth, what would the last sound be that you want to hear? Oh. Huh. I would like to hear Rihanna whisper, I love you in my ear. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, child? <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a good one with that with that Barbados accent too, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, maybe wow. she'll hear your podcast. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I probably got a six degree of separation to Rihanna somehow. I don't know. <laughs> okay, question number two. Um, trying to remember what it was. I don't have my notebook with me. Oh, yes. Okay. This was kind of a deep one. So (laughs) the word should, or the concept should take it or leave it, get get rid of it or what, what, what do you leave it, (laughs) leave it girl, leave it. Okay. Why? Why do you say this? Don't shut on me, girl. Um. <laughs> you gotta make that's your next painting right there. <laughs> don't don't shut on me. Um, I I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've lis- listened to a podcast about this. Mm. I don't remember. Did we talk about this before? I don't. I don't know because I've I've had so many interviews and I've asked this question several times now. Oh, you have. Yes, okay, this is okay. this is like a question I ask everybody. So, but I don't know. What's your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Okay, okay. So, I feel like no, like obviously you should never say to somebody you should do something. First of all, just like that shouldn't be a thing. Mm. <laughs> you that should shouldn't. not should. <laughs> It's like that never say never, right? <laughs> no, I just did it to you, but you shouldn't. Okay, so um, I think, too, when, when you think in your head that you should be doing something, it doesn't come out as organically or as authentically as you want it to because mm. you're like the pressure or the stress that you're putting on it. And when you say I can or I want to or I'm excited to, it changes your whole perspective about doing that thing. But when you say I should, it becomes a duty and duties make you want to not do them. And it makes you feel like something like you said, I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Right. right. So like, so like my whole 30 paintings in 30 days, whatever, I didn't do 30. I probably did like 20, right. or like 24, mm-hmm. you know, but in my head, it was a helpful 
That's still more than none. That's still more than zero. Hell yeah. yeah. I know. And so in my head, it was a helpful thing to get me started. Mm -hmm. And I knew I probably wouldn't see it through like every single day, post every single whatever. But it got me on a a rhythm of doing art every day. And it was really helpful. Or like the beginning of this year, I said, I'm going to do something creative every day. I didn't do it every day, but it was like, it got me going. You know, it got me in the mindset of like, my existence is around creating and I really want to create and I am giving myself this opportunity to create. Yeah. So it's like, if I said I really should be creating every day, it's like you're already starting a step behind. Yeah. And you're like beating yourself up. It's, it's like a, it's critical yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's critical. Mm. It is critical. I agree. I agree. So if we say we can't, sh- we can't say the word should, then we have to be a lot more, I want to say empathetic or a lot more understanding of other people when we when we have a moral compass that they don't have yet. Mm. And when we say even very good things like you should be more diverse mm. or you should be more inclusive mm-hmm, or you mm-hmm. should like things that are like very high on our list that are very important things if they're not there yet you know, they, they might be having other things that they're working on in their life that are very important to their individual, like, person that, right. you know, they're going to get to it. Right. You know, they might not be there yet. And we got to be a friend to them now and where they are now so that we can be there for when they're open to change in that area or in another area. Like, we can't should them either mm. because we got to be understanding of where they are and is if we're loving to them now, they're going to be willing to come to us later when they're open to change in other right. areas. Right. You can really let your, you can set yourself to let yourself down very easily. Very easily. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I, I think I disappoint myself more than I disappoint others half the time. <laughs> As the only person you can really disappoint. I mean, let me slow down on that, but like in a way, right? Like there. <laughs> The, re- the person you're really disappointing is yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have people that we have to look after. I want to be very aware that Lamia has the most beautiful son that I've ever seen in my life. And you better watch out for that little one because he's going to let you know what's up and he's going to show out and be aware and please watch out for Wait it. Wait till y'all hear amazing. the interview I did with him. That one is. I love <laughs> He's so cute. He is so cute. So, sir, can you uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. I'm kind of sassy. You're kind of sassy? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know the woe. You what? I know the woe. You know the woe? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. How about some... <laughs> How some more sort of like more more basic specific information? Like how old are you? Six. Um, they can't understand you with those chips <laughs> in your mouth. Six. <laughs> what was that, sir? Yes. <laughs> how old? Six. Oh, you're six. Okay. Yes. And then you're gonna be seven soon, right? Mm. Who am I gonna be seven? Chew, chew, chew. Um, um, hold on. <laughs> Watch it down. And <laughs> um, well, 
Are you gonna make me seven soon? Yeah. When? Soon second. Okay. And what grade are you in? First grade. First grade? Mm-hmm. Do you like um school? Mm-hmm. So when um do you remember when uh COVID happened? Do you know what COVID is? Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's a stupid virus. Corona is a stupid virus. It's a stupid virus? Yeah. Why you say it's a stupid virus? Because it's annoying. Okay. To your lungs. It's annoying to your lungs. Yes, and you can't breathe that thing. Wow. True, true, true. Now, does that happen to everybody? If every, whoever, when, not, not everybody. Not, not everybody who gets it has has lung issues? Mm-hmm. Just certain people, mm-hmm. you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you remember what happened? Do you remember when you first heard about it? Uh huh. You do? Mm-hmm. What were you? What were you doing? Who told you about it? Or where'd you hear it from? Um, Namir Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Can I ask you some cool questions and see which how you answer them? Mhm. Okay. First question. I'm just gonna ask you two questions. Okay. Mhm. How are you like your mama? <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you like your mama? Um. Um. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> because we're 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 both. Uh, 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 <laughs> We're both ugly. ugly? You are the worst. (laughs) That's it? That's the only way we're alike? Um, What other ways are we alike? um, You're not responsible. I am. um, I'm not responsible. You are. Yeah, because you lost your card. Okay, I asked you how are we alike, not how we're different. Okay, so you have never had a car, so you can't tell me. Yes, if you I have. I, ha- I had a car. I had a car. Anyway, before. anyway, how are we alike? Not how we're different. How are we alike? Um, because um, we um, we're both thankful. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Actually, we're both not thankful. We're both thankful. What else? Anything else? Um. That's it? Well, we yeah. both we both cool? We, nah, nah, we ain't both cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, moving on. Last question. Okay, this one might be a little that deep for you. Might be a little deep for you. Okay, you ready? Okay. So, when you go to be where Sugars is in heaven, what's the last sound you want to hear? What's the last sound I want to hear? Yeah. What's the last sound you want to hear before you go to heaven? Like, 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 what do you want to hear? What would you want to hear before you go away? I I would like to hear my, 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 like, my grandson or my grandchild to, 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 to say, I love you. Aw. You want to hear your grandchild say that to you? Uh Uh-huh. You're going to have a lot of grandbabies. 
Wow. I believe it. Hopefully from the same woman, but I don't know. <laughs> you gonna have a wife, aren't you? Yeah. You gonna have a wife? Okay, yeah, I, I, I trust you. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for your interview, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> he was running around the space at ETA. Oh my god, he's so cute. Okay, Christina, did you wanna did you wanna chime in on that one? Yeah, I wanted I echo with everyone, but also I when I hear should I'm. It feels very like optional to me. Um, uh, it may not. It, it doesn't. I don't know if that makes sense. But when I hear it, I'm like, well, I can say no. You know, like, should I do this? Mm, mm. Versus, mm. like, do you need? Do I need to do this? Or like, I don't know. Like, um, yeah. When I hear should, I'm just kind of like, Meh. like so it, it doesn't it, feel like pressure to you. Of, yeah, like I'm like maybe I should, but then if I don't, then. Oh well. Okay. It wasn't a necessary. It wasn't like I have to do this. It was. It was a there as an option for me. That's kind of how I. Mm. Um, God I bless it. you, girl. Because. <laughs> um, yeah. That's me. Yeah, that is. Amazing. I like that. Yeah. Option. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, that's good. Um, last question. Okay. Um, this one might be a little like heavy, but it's it's light. You can make it light. Um, when you leave this earth. What would be the last sound you'd want to hear? Hmm. Ooh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I think my last sound that I would want to hear is either, if I'm married and have children at this point, then I would want it to be my own kids. But if not, I would want it to be my niece's mm. laughter. It's my favorite sound. I know it sounds so cheesy, but like it's... There's nothing, I listen to it every night before I go to sleep. Like, there's, like, four videos where they are just laughing uncontrollably, and every night before I go to sleep, I just play those. Oh. I don't know, It's some. It, it does something to me. Mm. I don't know. But then if it's my own kids, then I, obviously, I don't have kids yet, but. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the most pure, innocent, and it gives me, like, the most Dude. natural joy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing just everyone's fun. eyes, like. I grew up in uh, I grew up all over the place but one of my, like the place I identify as home the most uh, is uh, um, in Washington Olympia Washington and my uh, I grew up with a I, was, I slept on the top uh, bunk bed and I was right next my head was right next to the window and it's um, when it, it's constantly raining and, or at least it used to constantly rain. It's a little bit drier now. But um, And uh, when the weather would change in the fall and the spring, it, uh, my parents are still there. It's an older house. And the house would um, expand and contract with the heat. And so the, um, and it had old pipes. And so there's this kind of like creaking and popping in the house, if that makes any sense. But with the rain, it had this like really like kind of non-musical... Like a uh, rhythm? Uh, Symphony's too uh, strong and like grandiose of a word, but like uh, this kind of un. Um, you, there's no meter to it. You never knew when, like, the how, how the house was creaking and popping and, and moving and shifting. And then, uh, so rain, and then there were uh, tons of frogs. Oh. So rain, frogs, and then, like this kind of like odd non-metered uh, percussion of like that you would really feel like around yourself because the house was shifting and creaking mostly rain 
Wow, Nathan. That was the most yeah, right. detailed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just remember like like staying up and listening to that and I was yeah. just like Wow. Drifting off and on to sleep. I love that. The nostalgia of that is um really, really beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy, Nicole. <laughs> like collective acceptance. You know, like I don't know what that sounds like, but I feel like there's a sound associated with it. I think I'm also just, I think that's in that moment, that's when that would happen, right? Mm. Like this, not just acceptance of myself, but this, I mean, particularly in the time we're in, we're, we're not, we're not really holding a lot of space for collective acceptance and, um, it feels like this really unattainable thing right now. So right now in my life, it would, it would feel like that would be this really mind blowing sort of peace at peace thing that I, that I'd want. Wow. I hope I hear. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think like, well, my mind is spiraling and I felt like all the fantastic sounds and, I don't know. I guess what I feel is like that they're all there and even more amplified after. So maybe like the sound of like the sound of someone's body, like if we're leaving that behind, like of someone I love of like their heart and breath and like just like the nearness of the livingness of another human. Mm. Wow question um when you leave this earth wherever you go wherever that may be what is the last sound you would want to hear (laughs) (laughs) that is really deep because i oh my gosh (laughs) i love sound no, that was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. That totally was a joke. That totally was a joke. No, it wasn't. That was it. Whatever comes first to your mind, that's the truth. Uh oh. What I miss? What? Uh. Oh dang, Daryl, you frozen. That was his truth. Wait, what did he say? I missed it. Oh, sorry. Uh- <laughs> this picture that Daryl has as a. <laughs> It's giving you everything. Yes, oh. yes. <laughs> oh Wait, so what? Gosh. So the last sound you want to hear is "bitch." Is that what I missed? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would say that that was a joke, but then Darren would say, "I have to keep it." Oh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's not a bad one either. If it's a bitch, you slay. Yes, I can leave on that note. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? What, Mark? Let me hear from you first. What would be your your uh, answer to that? Okay, my instinct is to say the last thing I would want to hear, and maybe it's maybe it's someone specific, but I don't know. It doesn't have to be. Mm. But I I would love to hear laughter, like mm. just someone oh. or like a group a group of people laughing. Maybe even in like distance like from far away but just that is so comforting to me like I don't know just 
even like being alone, but knowing that there are other people with you somewhere, Laughing. you know what I mean? Oh. Like, were you ever like in the house, like mm. in your room, like maybe you're really tired and you're falling asleep, but your family's like in the living room yes. and you're talking and laughing yep. and it's really comforting. I think that's what I would like want to hear. That's beautiful. Yeah. It makes me think of Thanksgiving after I eat and that itis kicks in, but the right. family is still playing spades. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, very well said. That's a good one. Got some good answers on that one, y'all. This is good. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't shit on me. Don't shit on me, honey. Um, okay, last question. Um, when you leave this earth, what's the last sound you'd want to hear? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what? These are, the th- these are the things I be thinking. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> what kind of sound yeah. do I want to hear? I thought you were going to say, what kind of sound do you want to make? <laughs> oh, God. That's a question. What? You okay. can answer both. You can answer both because that's hilarious. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> what kind of sound? What kind of question is this? I can't even think, Lamia. Can you tell me what you, what sound do you want to hear? Well, see, because I don't want to influence your answer. What's like, just viscerally, what first thing that comes to mind? Maybe like a piano. Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good answer. My soul lifting up to (laughs) That's a good answer. Well, you know what the one the one answer that I liked a lot was from my friend um, Porter. He said, "Hmm, <laughs> that's hard because I love sounds." Um. Okay, I have a couple. The first thing that comes to mind is like FKA Twigs singing. <laughs> Um, like F, like F, FKA Twigs singing a soft aria next to my death, death, death bed. <laughs> like, yes. that's one. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one is, um, there's this bird that's extinct now. Um, but it was a Hawaiian bird called the Kawaii O'o. I think I'm saying it right. And um, you can look it up on YouTube. The I think it was which um, Ithaca or Cornell, like ornithologists, recorded the last living male kawaii o'o um, making his mating call in the forest. And it's like really beautiful and mm. really haunting and really sad mm. because you know, like mating calls, they're supposed to be call and response, like male to female. Right. You know, um, and so he calls and then there's no response and then he calls again and there's no response and he calls again and there's no response. And it's just like echoing. And it's like, it's like so beautiful because he's just doing what he's, you know, what he's going to do. But it's also like, it's like, it's also like we did that, you know, like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like he's just living his life and you have no idea what he actually feels because all of the all of the like mm. sadness that I hear 
I think so much of it is actually just me being sad that this happened. Mm. And I don't know what he actually thought. But I think it's such a beautiful, um, I consider it a work of art because because it, it's history that will never be, that will never be repeated. And it's um, like never in the natural world will a kawaii o'o bird ever make a mating call again. And it's, and it's also just like, he was just so just doing what he was doing. Like, like, okay. I I have this friend who who has asked me a lot of times, like, he's like, I just want to make sure that I leave a legacy. Like whenever I die, I just want to make sure that I leave something behind that I leave a legacy. And I just, I always say like, um, like you already are leaving a legacy just by impacting people. Like there's no like permanent thing you can, you could ever leave behind. Like there's nothing you could ever leave behind besides like maybe, you know, having a child and, and passing on your genetics. But even that is just purely biological. Like, yeah. The idea, the idea of a legacy is something that we made up. <laughs> like, mm. like, like already by impacting it, like you, like, you know, if you died, I would, I would carry on your legacy in the sense that in some ways you've impacted me or, mm-hmm. or like when, when Crystal passed away, like, I feel like she lives on through me. Like, Facts. I mean, she won't die. She won't die until there's someone who's never been touched by her. Even if it's like a third generation touch, you know, yes. like, if, like if I teach something to someone who taught me and then they teach that same thing to someone else, like she lives on like that, you know? And so, mm. It's just, I think, like, the beauty of the Kawaii O'O's mating call to me is that he's just being a Kawaii O'O bird. Like, mm. he's just doing his thing. And and in that, like, it lives. And the fact that it was recorded and that it touched me, like, it lives on. Mm. Even the, and it's just, like, a testament to the importance of presence and, like, being in, and just, like, being present in the moment. He could have just never called again and i mean you can't blame him he's a bird <laughs> you know but like but it was just like that, that's what that's that's what he was like that's just what he did i mean it's kind of the same with uh like when you're an artist you just create yes not because you want to leave a amazing piece behind or whatever it just just because that's just what you do like even if no one ever sees it like you just like how many books of poetry or photography or whatever have been published after an artist has died and you didn't even know that they were artists while they were living. Right. And it's like, this artist was so profound. Like an artist living in some like bungalow somewhere in the mountains and like, you know, not doing anything, but they just made stuff because they made stuff. Mm. And yeah, mm. I think that's like all of us can just like question, like what do we do just because it's what we do? Mm. Yeah the most important one of the most important like questions to ask yourself oh my god porter (laughs) okay so i have two questions i have two questions now because of that um one do you want to hear the mating call or the response um you mean like when you go when you me and another person yeah like you know like the last sound you oh, the right. last sound you hear is not the mating call but it's the response like what and then 
It's like, it's like, did, it, do they exist again? And then you just die. Like, <laughs> um, you know what? I think I would love to hear the response because I feel like, like then I would, I would know it's my time. Ooh. You could never hear the response un- unless God showed it to you, you know? So, like, I would want the universe to be like, like all right, here's the Kawaii O.O.'s response, and now you pass on, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's, kind of, uh, it's like in, um, like, when you reach Nirvana or something. That's beautiful. Come back. I love that. I love that. And I'm going to look into that because now I'm curious to know why they're extinct. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Definitely... The word should. Or the idea of should keep it or get rid of it. Thoughts. Um, I think I think linguistically it does have value. Right. I think application is often used in ways that um, facilitate unhealthy expectations, essentially. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I should eat today. (laughs) I mean, I should. You know, like, <laughs> a, a, a necessary action that has to be taken as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I say, um, I should, um, I should, you know, like, work out for five hours today. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Or, or even going back to the, I should eat today. Yes. Boom. But I should eat just vegetables or some shit. Like, you know, not necessarily. Like, you just need to eat something nutritious, maybe. Like, whatever that fucking is for you. Like, yeah. That, your answer was very, up, like, up top. That was a very thorough answer. That was probably the best one I've had so far. Thank you. That's very good. Um... Yeah, cause I, I yeah as a con as a concept I was uh, I don't know why I was pondering this and I'm like man conceptually should get to my nerves like I really fucking hate that word and people tell me like I hate when people just utter should to me I'm like ugh just like it makes me it's cringy almost but linguistically you're right it probably can't be removed. <laughs> I had a, a logic professor who always instead of should use the word ought oh cute okay you ought oh i like that it's a soft it's softer it's a little more suggestive i understand i like yeah. that one mm-hmm. yeah okay um the word should or the concept of should do we keep it or leave it And you can interpret that however you like. <laughs> um, uh, it's negotiable. <laughs> like, okay, it's negotiable. I think that 
it's like the whole like dealing with your ideal self self versus your real real self you know mm. it's like i should do this to get this way i think it's the should is the space in between and I think that that's kind of like how we gauge or how we direct our energy rather than I'm all the person I'm, I'm all I'm all about being intentional. So am I reacting to something or am I pro being proactive about something? Mm. I'd rather be proactive about something over reactive about something. So I think should mm. is being in that proactive space. Okay, so it's 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 the the should in your in your mind is like it can be a positive in a sense and like we can kind of keep it because it's like it's the drive like the should is the drive yeah for your ideal self yeah okay okay I like that's an interesting answer <laughs> I've gotten a, an array of answers to this one it's it's a good one I'm like I'm gonna keep that one um but that's that's a that's an interesting thought too I mean yeah I like that I'm gonna have to ponder that one. Um, and, uh, so my last one, last question is, um, when you depart from your body, um, what would be the last sound you'd want to hear? Last sound I want to hear. That is a good question. have two okay either wind either wind or nothing so i can hear what's coming next oh my god that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yo that answer was so good (laughs) (laughs) because you know what's weird oddly enough as you as you were thinking i was like Dang, I almost want to change this question to what's the first sound you want to hear when you get over there? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, I, I just, yeah. I, I say wind because I think about breath. Oh. I think I just naturally would concentrate on my breath. Yeah. If that I could be sense. conscious of what's going on. Right. So that's why I said wind. But I, honestly, I don't want to hear nothing. Like, I, I want to, I want to hear what's, I want, I want to be, it's soon. Ooh, that yeah, is a good ass answer, yo. What? Um, yeah, snaps to that one. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, hope you guys like that. Um, <laughs> I uh, I had a good time going through all those interviews and actually finding the specific parts that I enjoyed and things like that was very enlightening and um, kind of funny because I would find myself responding (laughs) with my "Mm, yes I'm responding in real time and then I hear myself respond the same way in the recording I mean I'm a very authentic person I guess Um, so let me answer question number one Jesus Lord Um, God I don't want to answer this question Uh, and now I understand why everyone was like blown when I would ask this question (laughs) Um, God, how am I like my mama? Um, let me just start by saying that I'm very aware that I'm probably nothing like my mom. And I think 
my mom could attest to this. Like, if I were to ask, if someone were to ask her, like, how is your daughter like you? I'm, I mean, she'd probably be like, I don't even, I honestly don't even know what she would say. I feel like we're not much alike at all, honestly. Um, and unfortunately, some of the ways that we are alike aren't the best. Um, I feel like I did pick up on some of her not as desirable characteristics and habits. Um, particularly when it comes to like how I relate or understand or um, I guess for me just what I just the angst that I have toward like relationship romantic relationships and partnerships um, so unfortunately I, I didn't pick up I didn't pick up really anything that I could really use um, that or that has helped me, and um, but I mean no, nothing against my mom because I mean the same could be said for her. You know, you only know what you know, you only know what you see, and um, it is what it is. So I think in that regard, um, that has unfortunately been passed down in the uh, matriarchs of our family. But um, I think I think I'm kind of tough like my mom. Um, you know, maybe in different ways, but I think generally speaking, um, we both endure pain of various kind in life. Um, we endure it, you know, um, now, I mean, like I said, we may do it differently, but I can definitely say, and I, and I think that this is something I admire, about my mom like we both endure it you know um you may not like the way my mom does it you may not like the way I do it but I think at the end of the day what it boils down to is that we both have suffered a lot of pain um emotional pain spiritual physical and um we find our way through it we find our way to like laugh and giggle with like our family and friends and things um despite all of that. Um, definitely my mom more than me, I would say. Um, I definitely know, for I don't know if I could be the be as strong as I am having gone through what she has gone through. And I think I look up to her for that. Um, I mean, because I really struggle with the shit I've gone through. I really, like, privately, the, the tears have flown, honey. I mean, I, I've thought about, I've had crazy thoughts. Um, uh, having to endure it, what I've endured. And so just knowing my mom went through, I'm just like, I mean, to be honest, like I, again, I don't like every way that she does things. I don't like every way that she expresses things. But, um, you know, that's my that's just my personality and my preference. But at the end of the day, it's just like, wow, to have carried that your whole life and still be alive, willing to get up every morning, you know, do what you want, do what you got to do, want to serve and help other people, um, even if you really can't, like, but that, but the willingness to want to do that after all that, like, I mean, it's amazing to me because I'm, I would, I'm bitter and I'm jaded, and I be wanting to fuck people up <laughs> over the over the shit they did to me, and it's nowhere near as traumatic and despicable as some of the things my mom has had to go through as a child. So, um, 
I mean, kudos. So I just hope that I can be just as brave and um, resilient as she has been. Um, okay, next question. Um, uh, was, oh, the should question. Honestly, I think I've given a, a nice gamut of answers, and I agree with most of your answers. Um, yeah, I think if you listen to the podcast, I am in, in like 100% agreement with like pretty much what everybody said. Um, I hate should. Um, I love the answer about it being in a, a be, there being a language where there is no such thing as a should. There is no should or could or whatever in it. And um, I mean, to be honest, I'm 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 trying to be more mindful of it now because these interviews were a little while ago, like maybe about a year ago at this point. These interviews, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I want, I'm hoping that I've been saying should less these days. I uh, couldn't tell you for sure, but um, just even as it's coming off my mouth, like off my tongue right now, it doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel familiar. And so I hope that that maybe is because I've been using it less. It's been uh, diminishing itself more and more out of my vocabulary and I think I mean it'd be it would be nice if it could just eradicate itself altogether um you know if you continue to listen to the podcast I'm going to talk about a lot of things that have happened uh in our pop culture and in society lately not political shit and war I'm not talking about Ukraine and all that shit I'm not gonna do that because I don't really fucking know to be honest but um I will be talking about Slapgate and I will be giving my thoughts on that, among a few other things that have gone on within the last, you know, few months, some major topics. And um, the, the should thing is definitely um, something that I feel like has been uh, quite prevalent. Uh, what, how people should act, how people should behave, particularly black people. Um... I don't know. I, I have some thoughts on that. I think I, I think it's very interesting and timely that I asked that question. And then there has been so much unraveling happening. And we are kind of forced, um, you know, especially, especially as a black American, we're forced to ask ourselves, well, should? What's the should there? Is there a should? What should have been done? Um, so, yeah, I, I might I might uh, I, I will be coming around to that question in some way or some shape or form um in later podcasts but I think the I think what you just heard from my uh friends and and peers and colleagues uh, pretty much sums up my thoughts on that uh lastly when I die what would I want to hear or when I when my body expires um man I guess it's hard to say, like, you know, let, let's just say if I, if I expired right now, the second, um, knowing the people that I know and knowing what I, you know, having the joys that I have right now, man, um, God, again, so many good answers that you just heard that I, that resound, that I resonate with, that just resound to me. Um, especially, especially Denise's, because... The, the not wanting to hear anything so that I can hear what comes next is, like, so fucking profound. <laughs> um, 
And to answer that question, honestly, I would love to hear Kanye West's Sunday service ushering me in with a with a choir, a voluptuous choir sound of some ratchet ass song that I love. Like I don't even know, bitch, better have my money or something like. Ooh, like I just want to hear Sunday service giving bitch better have my money to me. Like just ethereal sounding ass version of this song. <laughs> As I approach the heavenly gates, honey. Like, I don't know. I mean, again, it might not be that one. That's just the first song that popped in my head. But, I mean, like, come on. I would, if that's the first thing I hear in heaven, come on, like, what? Um. Anyway, I as far as what I would love to leave out on, um, I think I think I resonate with the sound of laughter in general, and particularly. Um, again, if, if it were to happen in any time recent and soon or whatever, um, like hearing my son laugh, amazing. Like he's a goofball. He's such a little jerk. And, um, I love it when he laughs, like particularly the laugh he does when he knows he's done something mischievous is hysterical to me. Like I just, it's probably why he keeps doing shit, but, um, it just is really like, you know, something mischievous, but cute. Nothing too like, you know, he's never really that bad. But, you know, something that's not actually bad, but just kind of like funny and cute. And like, oh, my God, he's such a kid. Like, I love when he's just like laughing at something mischievous. It's just adorable. Um, but obviously, I mean, I also would love to hear, um, you know, hopefully a partner, um, a companion, you know, telling me that they love me or just... You know, just laying my head on their on their chest and hearing them breathe and their heartbeat, and, um, you know, those sorts of answers definitely resounded to me. I, I don't have a person to put that to right now. Um, aside from my son, I mean, I would love to hear anything from my son. Like he could be whistling, he, maybe I whistling. He could be, I mean, humming, you know, cracking his knuckles. I don't care. Like, um, and literally, just if if he's by my side at whatever age in life. Um, like right now, he's the closest person to me um, that I can relate to and that I sort of, um, you know, that I live my life for right now. And um, so any sound from him would definitely be a comfort to go out on. And um, and then Bitch Better Have My Money, Sunday service style. That would be quite a transition. Um, all right, folks. Well, I hope that did it for you. And um, please stay tuned. And like I said, I have so many things planned for season three. I'm trying to step it up. And I think I will. So be ready for more um, really deep conversations with some really dope people. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy that you can going with me on this journey so far so stay with me and thanks again all right peace